pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 265. Today I'm going to chat with Jake Veith from DCF Guns, discuss a big development on 4473s, highlight a new gun from Ruger, and talk about the post office spying on gun activists. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Jake, how are you doing today? I am doing just fine, Ava. How are you? That sounds really enthusiastic. I'm doing okay. A lot of you guys might be wondering, where's last week's show? I did not put out a show. And this is actually, I think, only the second time in five years that I did not put out a show. So I apologize for that. But good news is, is I moved into my new house. I close on my old house at the end of this month. And I'm just looking forward to just having some normalcy in my life and actually being bored. Like, that sounds so great just to have nothing to do because I've been running around just like a crazy person. I actually, I unpacked and organized two floors already and it's been a week and I didn't even now you get ready to travel again. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So I did it drug free <laughs> contrary to what a lot of people would think or how I look. And then, yeah, tomorrow I leave for Kansas to go to TriggerCon. But I think after I get back from that, I don't have any trips for a while, so it'll be nice. And I'm just looking forward to like getting back into working out and catching up on work. And yeah, it, I'm telling you, this was not going to be my forever home, but I've decided that this is probably where I'm going to die. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you laughed at that. <laughs> I'm not suicidal. That was not a suicidal thing. <laughs> it just means that I'm going to retire here. Anyways, before we get into the show, I'm going to talk about Smith & Wesson. Jake, you're familiar with Smith & Wesson. Last month actually was Smith & Wesson month at DCF, and we had a bunch of great deals going on. The big news right now is if you guys are looking for a new EDC, definitely check out Smith & Wesson Shield Plus. They actually have it on sale right now for just an incredible deal. It's normally $533, but they just reduced the MSRP to $399. I'm sure at stores you can get it for even less than that. It's the same size as the Gen 1 Shield, but it holds 10 rounds in the flush mag or 13 in the extended mag that's just maybe about an inch out. It has a flat face trigger on the new Shield Plus which is really awesome. I love the trigger. It's nice, crisp break, short release. You can get them with or without the thumb safety. I always get mine without. And it's also available object ready with night sights, but that version obviously isn't available at the reduced price. And then also if you want to get the Shield Plus in the new round 30 Super Carry, that's also available. And that gun holds 13 rounds with the Flush Mag and 16 rounds in the slightly extended one. If you want to check out more about this, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Jake, you are the GM of the store that I'm a shareholder of. But before we talk about DCF guns and everything that that entails, just give me a little rundown as to how did you get here? What was your path that led up to where you are now? Well, it's kind of a funny or kind of luck of the draw, funny story. It was, you know, a friend of a friend who was like, hey, 
you know, you want to come work at a gun club. I was out of the military. I did some contracting work after the military and I was looking for something to do. Um, I tried my hand at some normal jobs and didn't like any of them. And I had a buddy who was sales director at another gun club and he was like, Hey, we, uh, we need somebody to help manage this. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And that kind of started it. You know, as you know, once you kind of break into industry, it's a, a small world and that leads up to other things. And yeah, I got in with a couple other companies as a rep and then found my home here at DCF. And how many years ago was this? Uh, that was back in 2017. Okay. So about five years ago. Yeah. Wow. And then you also like represented a few other companies you were up for them. I represented 511, you know, big clothing equipment company, uh, Colt, LWRC, OSS suppressors. You know, they were all, luckily they were all companies that I was a pretty big fan of mm-hmm. at the time as well. So nice. Yeah. So I would say that you definitely got your feet wet working in, you know, various areas of the industry. And then at what point did you start at DCF guns? Uh, well, so when I got tired of all the travel and everything, I sent an email out to all my accounts and I said, Hey, you know, thanks for everything guys. I'm sure I'll see you at shows or whatnot. And Josh, one of the owners of DCF said, well, what are you going to do? And I was, you know, my thought was I was going to take a month off and relax. So I started there as a contract employee, actually, um, kind of helping them out, getting everything up and moving. And then two years later, I'm general manager of the, all three stores. <laughs> nice. And then, okay, so let's talk about DCF Guns. So originally it started in Castle Rock. That's their main store. And then as of January of this year, they bought out the old, it used to be called Whistling Pines Gun Club, and they have two locations here in Colorado Springs. And they bought that out and then turned it into DCF Guns East and West. And I'm sure that that brought on like a lot more responsibility because everyone, I mean, DCF Guns, they were rocking it in Castle Rock, which they still are. But there's probably a lot more challenges involved with now having three stores. And then I could imagine like you being the GM. Now you have to manage these three stores and that comes with all kinds of challenges. I don't know. What would you say is like the biggest challenge of being like a general manager? Uh, Biggest challenge is just making sure that, you know, everything as a whole is moving smoothly. You Mm -hmm. know, it's hard to, you know, focus on one thing at a time when you've got, you know, three separate stores, three separate staffs, three separate inventories, three separate groups of managers, you know, three separate, you know, actually, well, five ranges now technically. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything that goes in with that on the back end, it's a, uh, it's a lot, but it's, it's good though. It's a good lot. Yeah. If you guys aren't familiar with DCF guns, I think it was in June that I became a shareholder, a partner of DCF guns. And like I said, they have three locations. They're all equipped with a gun store, two of the locations, the Castle Rock location and the West, they have the Siggy Elite store, which is a pretty big deal. To my understanding, we are the only Siggy Elite store in Colorado. And then there's five ranges within the three locations, a uh, full-on gunsmith at all three locations. We have a bunch of trainers. I think that's it. I think I covered um, everything. All your you know, retail needs, you know, anything from you know, firearms to cleaning kits to cases to bags yeah. to you know, magazines. Yeah, so it's, it's essentially not- you know, a one-stop shop. Exactly, yeah. So it's not just a gun store. We do have a lot of things. 
one of the challenges for me, because I've been self-employed for the past 10 years, was now figuring out, like going from like calling the shots, not having to ask for permission or get anything approved and like, yeah, we just do it. And now suddenly, you know, because I'm also an employee and I train there. And so now it's like trying to not get along with the employees, but work together with them. And for me, that's been, I always thought that I was like a team player and I still think that I am, but I guess there is kind of a little bit of a learning curve there for me. Uh, it, it is. And it's always hard. And, you know, that stems from, you know, pretty much any position of, you know, leadership or management is, you know, finding that fine line to, you know, have that barrier between superior and subordinate, you know, luckily, you know, from where I'm at, you know, the military kind of helps aid that and teach that mm-hmm. into it. But it is it is hard to be going from, you know, the person in charge to, you know, essentially, you know, making your own schedule, doing your own thing, like what I was doing before to, you know, having to cover schedules and having to answer to people and mm-hmm. come up with reports to send and all that stuff. So it is it is a difficult transition. So I yeah. feel you on that one. And then would you say that you find it kind of challenging being a boss? Because that's also something that I'm like, okay, do I want to be friends with the employees or do I want to put my foot down when I see something that's wrong that I'm like, Hey, we need to address this. And obviously if people aren't doing their job. So it's like, it's kind of a fine line. And I could just imagine from your perspective, even more so you have to put your foot down quite a bit. And it's kind of, it's like that weird medium where it's like, you want to be liked, but you also want to be respected. Correct. And, you know, those two, you know, I feel that those two can go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as you're consistent, as long as you're accurate, that, you know, if something's wrong, something's wrong, it needs to be addressed, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they're like it or not. You know, if something's wrong, it needs to be fixed and it's for the better of the company and it's everybody's livelihood. And most, you know, understand that. And if they don't, then, you know, that's a separate conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick break real quick and talk about primary arms. Primary Arms Part 2 of Discovery 2022 has a bunch of exciting new optics out right now. There's two new long-range FFP scopes, the SLX 4-16 by 44 and the SLX 5-25 by 56. Both have great reticles to choose from, including the ACSS, RRID, DMR, Apollo, and Athena reticles. They're $299 for the 4 to 16 and $599 for the 5 to 25. So pretty unbeatable options for long range. There's also the new classic series mini reflex for full-size handguns. It has about 40,000 hours of battery life with an RMR footprint for only $149, which is pretty incredible for a pistol optic. There's also a classic series micro reflex for micro compacts. It also has 40,000 hours of battery life with a shield RMS footprint. So it'll fit all of the new micro nines. And again, it's also $149. Check these out at primaryarms.com. Don't forget to use the code gunfunny. That's all one word for a free Expo Arms stopping device when you buy an Expo Arms Combat Series 556 barrel. And they are taking pre-orders on those new scopes as well right now too. Oh, yeah? And how do you know that? 
Oh, you're trying to buy you know, some. You know. I know. They're, I <laughs> really like them. them. I really like them. I was um, them out. Primary Arms actually just sent me a box of optics, and I will admit I have not opened it yet. But it's not just Primary Arms; it's so many other companies. I mean, I've gotten new guns in. Hell, you even at DCF right now? I have a gun and I still AR. Have a gun for you. Yeah, I have a, and a suppressor, and it's been there for about a week, and I've not come and picked it up. And like that just goes to show how busy I am because typically I'm always watching, you know shipping, getting notifications to see if it got delivered. And I'm like in the store before you guys even have a chance to log it in. But it's just been, I'm telling you, man, moving wrecks your life. But yeah, so I'm like hoping that like some of the new optics are in that box that Primary Arms sent me. Let's talk about some of the marketing strategies that you guys have done, which I've noticed a lot of times some of you guys like attend events that aren't necessarily gun related like car events. Actually, just a few days ago, you guys did a car event with a radio station. Tell me about that and what's the idea behind this? So the the main idea is that, you know, your your customers that come into your gun store, you know, are normal people too. They do other things. They go to football games, they go to car shows, they go to, you know, art shows. It can be whatever it is. And there's not really one demographic, you know, hobbyist that's a gun person. Mm -hmm. It's it's nationwide now, especially after the last two years, you know, you've got people that, you know, never in their rightly mind would have thought to own a gun that now, you know, own at least one or more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting the name out there, especially in the community, you know, the community supports the big thing. So through all the chamber events, you know, quite a few nonprofit events that we do throughout the year, but it just, you know, it gets people to know your name, know your brand, know you're there for the support and then spread your message too. Yeah, I agree with that. Talk about what was the event just a few days ago where you guys shot at a car door? Yeah, so we had a 107.9 KBPI is a radio station down here in Car Springs. It's a rock station. They were giving away floor seats to the Five Finger Death Punch concert coming up on October 14th at Ball Arena. So we had a little shooting competition kind of show and tell also to win those tickets. And one was a steel door from an old roadrunner and one was a new you know aluminum fiberglass door from a dodge durango and so people got to kind of see the difference in the material so i think only one or two of the rounds went past through the the steel door where all of them went through the durango door so it kind of shows you the the differences you know different routes bullets take you know how they penetrate certain material but then also win floor seats to a concert as well yeah Definitely. And it just shows you they just don't make them like they used to, you know? Exactly. <laughs> a lot of the listeners, they're familiar with Five Finger Death Punch. I had the drummer on the show a while back, actually during COVID. I'm glad to see that these guys are out touring again. And it'd be cool to see them in concert. And I think I said this on the show when I interviewed him that I wasn't really much of a fan. But after interviewing them, I started listening to some of their music. Well, they're great guys too. You know, they're pro military, pro police, pro mm -hmm. gun. Yeah, absolutely. So they're all around, you know, good guys too. Yeah. Can you imagine? I may, uh, I may have a set of tickets for you. Oh, really? If I have any left over. What do you mean if you have any left over? <laughs> Who are you giving them to? Uh, we'll see. Okay. You know what? That's it. We're going to end the show right now. <laughs> so I might keep a set for, for Ava. That would be nice. Let me put it in my calendar. That way I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, then I'll tell my friend, I'll be like, hey, we're going to come and see you. (laughs) Backstage passes. One of the things that I've been toying with is marketing towards more women, because obviously like a lot of things have changed in the last couple of years. Suddenly we have people that used to be anti-gun that are buying guns now that, you know, changed their position a little bit. We have a lot more women. It still continues to be the largest demographic that's buying firearms right now. So as a female, I keep trying to brainstorm ideas like how to get more women involved, how to get, you know, take up more training, maybe buy that next gun, get the accessories that they didn't know existed that they need. I've just been, you know, we just recently put ladies night back on the calendar, which I'm really excited about. I'm hoping to do kind of like a something, you know, maybe 10 minutes, something that's like educational, teach them a few things and then go on the range. They can, you know, test out new guns and stuff or different calibers. And then on top of that, I'll be there. So if, you know, if I see that they need any pointers or something, it's kind of nice to have that instructor there. And then to end the night, we're going to do wine. But recently there's this gun store that's in Colorado that I also follow and they're about an hour and a half away from us. And I noticed that they were doing a ladies night, but they were offering Botox. And I was like, hmm, that is here. I'm just like, oh, look how cool I am. I'm offering some wine, but they're over here offering Botox. And I'm like, okay, BRB, got to go to ladies night. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think about that? You think it's something that we should offer? Hopefully they're doing it after the shooting, like the, uh, the wine. I know exactly. You know, people's, <laughs> I mean, people's eyes swollen up. Yeah. To go shoot. Right. I know there are some people that have had like really bad reactions to Botox. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think it's a, I think it's a huge part of the industry as well. You know, as it continues to grow, you know, when you think of guns, you know, a lot of people just think, Oh, it's, you know, a bunch of white guys with beards, you know, veterans with tattoos and it's really not anymore Mm -hmm. there are you know more women you know getting into it you know you look at you know women that are wanting to protect themselves protect their families you know you look at some of the more you know female driven jobs like realtors things like that where you know they're all carrying guns now yeah just because of the you know sad state of the world that we're in Mm -hmm. but it's even better when we have, you know, someone like you, who's an actual female trainer, because, you know, from a male's position, you know, I can say you can do this, this, and this, but I don't really know for sure. Yeah. Although I'm sure you give, coming from. you'll probably give great tips though on Botox. You're like, well, I got it here in my forehead and over here by my crow's feet, but I don't have crow's feet anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, I that's how I, that's how I'm 36 and I look like I'm 35. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I don't know. So at first when I saw it, I was just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then I was like, you know what? Props for them for like thinking outside the box. Also, we're actually, from my understanding, we're pretty good friends with this range. And they've done some stuff where I'm like, we should take notes and like do stuff as well. And at the West location, we have our liquor license. So I'm like, okay, why don't we do, instead of just a regular trivia night, why don't we do gun trivia? Especially for all the gun people that think they know everything, this would be perfect for them. And we ask them questions that, you know, because I mean, even people like how many times when you're watching a movie and somebody, you know, is using a gun, how many times are you like immediately you're like, oh, I got to name that gun. Like, what are they using? What are they shooting? And that would be a good trivia question in Die Hard. What guns were used? You know, something like that. But yeah, Exactly. And that's, you know, kind of the good part about competition and the good part about marketing is trying to stay that, you know, one step ahead of everybody else and find that you know, mm-hmm. niche market where, 
you know, especially if somebody goes, oh, that's crazy. It'll never work. And then it does work. Yeah. You know, those are the, the best ones. Or maybe it's crazy and maybe it doesn't necessarily work, but it actually gets people talking too. Exactly. So there was another crazy idea that I had. My listeners know I'm really into doing bar, B-A-R-R-E. Typically, up until I gained 25 pounds, I'm still, uh, I haven't really gotten back to the studio. I don't want to talk about it. But I told the owner there, I was like, it would be cool if we collaborated and did a class called Right to Bear Arms, but the bear would be bar. So right to bar arms. And then at the West location in the lounge area, we did a bar class. That's it. I think, you know what, Jake, I think you're right. I should probably be director of marketing. There you go. (laughs) I don't think you like that idea. (laughs) Let's make it happen. But if nothing else, it would get people talking and be like, okay, that's kind of clever. You know, I also wanted to do recently, well, not recently, but I guess over the summer I did some goat yoga and I was like, man, if we could just find a way to do goat yoga in one of the stores, like that would be awesome. I don't really know what the twist or the name would be, but I'm still working on that. But I have, I have all kinds of ideas up my sleeve. Another one was instead of bingo, bango. So as people call it, the number, you have to shoot that spot on the board. And if you don't shoot it, you know, accurately, it doesn't count. There's going to be all kinds of events. I'm really excited to now that like falls here, kids are back in school because, you know, summer, it's always a little bit slow and people don't always attend all the events because you're competing with all the other outdoor stuff that people are doing. But now that it's getting a little bit colder, I'm sure that people would be really excited to attend these events. I'm going to take another quick break and talk about Mantis. Jake, you're familiar with Mantis. We sell it at DCF Guns. Have you ever tried it? Yeah, Mantis is a great product. All their products are, you know, especially the, you know, the X10. That mm-hmm. one's huge because it's, you know, the versatility of dry fire or live fire. And then, you know, being able to use it, you know, with the holster draw and track everything. Yeah. And then I just found out like a month ago, they actually now have like nationwide competitions that you can compete with other mantis users across the whole country what i didn't even which know i this. thought was yeah which i thought was really cool and this is just so. using the app like if you joined a specific group or something it is so yeah they have their competitions and you know it's tracked off of you know your trigger press and the higher you know you get the higher up you go in the charts and the more consistent you are hmm. that's actually a really so good it way. also you know but it also benefits your training too Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty smart, especially for people that can't always make it to the range. Or I've met a lot of people that maybe they're visiting from California and they don't have a range that close to them. They have to drive like an hour and a half to the nearest range. That would be a good way to practice, but also kind of feel like you weren't doing it alone per se. Well, and it's great too, because you do, you get the the dry fire practice from the X10. You know, if you do the laser academy, you know, you can work through your preparation, you know, drills, the house with your family or, you know, work with your coworkers, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, with the laser Academy. And then, you know, with the cost of on prices now, you know, who doesn't like saving some money doing dry fire drills they are still beneficial. Yeah, definitely. And then also I did just get word. Well, I might have it somewhere packed in a box. I don't want to talk about it, but they are coming out with a new product. And I can talk about this because the product will have released by the time this show comes out. So stay tuned for that as well. If you guys want to find out more information about Mantis, head on over to mantisx.com. 
Let's talk about the Sigley store. So for people who may not be familiar with what that is, can you just explain what it is? Yeah, so the Sigalite store is essentially it's their top tier dealer in the U.S. So there's only 10, I believe, in the whole United States. Oh, wow. We have two of them. So one in Castle Rock and one at our Colorado Springs West store. And then what that is, it's a store within a store. And then that gives us you know priority allocations for new products. It's a little bit easier for us to get reps out there when we do demos or training, things like that. We'll be doing our Silent Night again coming up in late November, early December, where we have the guys from, you know, six hour, their suppressor department come out with some of their demos. They go over it. We do the FCU build classes with the guys from six hour. Like, so the big part is the, you know, priority allocation. So we just got five of the new spear LTs in. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple at each store if they're still there. Yeah. But things like that, you know, give us a huge perk. You Mm -hmm. know, when people call SIG and they say, Hey, I'm looking for this gun you know, they'll say, go to DCF, they'll have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it actually is really cool. Like just the look of it, it does feel like you're in, well, also I was going to say, it feels like you are in like a SIG store, but I haven't been to the SIG store that they opened, but I saw pictures and I was like, Hey, that looks exactly like, you know, the SIG elite store within our store, except we're obviously a little bit bigger, well, much bigger. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool and it is nice that we can get stuff because that's the biggest thing is you know, a lot of products will launch, but then it takes forever before they hit the shelves. At least, you know, you know, if something from SIG launches that we're going to have it right away, which is a good feeling. It definitely is because, you know, SIG's got some pretty loyal customer base. Mm-hmm. They know, you know, when things are being released, when things are coming out, what it is. Yeah. And that gives them the opportunity to get a jump on it by, you know, doing a special order or, you know, getting their name in there mm-hmm. and knowing that, you know, we're going to get the first run. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm actually surprised that more manufacturers don't do that, like something similar where it has that look and feel of their brand and like a little mini store. Yeah. And then it's a a sales training that, you know, I do with the staff where, you know, if somebody is coming in, you know, and they go, I don't really know what I want. You always have a starting point. You know, mm-hmm. you always start with SIG. Mm-hmm. You know, being an elite store, somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm looking for, you know, a pistol, but I'm not quite sure what I want. You know, you always start with SIG because I have a whole range of different, you know, sizes, calibers, styles Yeah, that you can start with. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually didn't think about that, but SIG does offer a variety of different guns that would really meet really anyone's need. I know there's been some talks, but have you guys thought about, and I say you guys, even though I'm part of it, <laughs> But there has been talk about expanding to other states. What do you think the chance of that happening are? Well, that's always the goal is growth. Yeah. So, you know, these two stores here were kind of our our test run to see how it goes. But yes, the overall goal is growth. You know, we have a successful business model. We have a successful business plan. You know, why wouldn't we want to spread that, you know, as far and wide as we can? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like eventually become just the chain. Well, but still you know, focused on customer service, the constitution, you know, our core values and our core mission statement, you know, is always going to be the key. You don't want to outgrow your roots. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're not going to be like the next dicks or anything. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to be dicks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. All right. Wrapping up, is there any future plans that you can share with us? I uh, just continue to grow here in Colorado right now. You know, we're pretty we're pretty much a staple in Douglas County and Caps Rock. Um, we've been there for 12 years. Um, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of our new location in November. 
that'll be November 12th. But as far as the community and the gun world goes, you know, we're ingrained there. So now it's just a matter of branching out here in Colorado Springs, you know, serving all these people down here, mm-hmm. big military presence. So getting to work with those guys again, you know, has been a huge, you know, blessing for us here, you know, an honor as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agree. And it's, it's good for me too, you know, being back down here, you know, I spent eight years down here at Fort Carson and then moved North and I'm glad to be back down here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't really have a choice. I mean, you just bought a house as well and you just had a nice little housewarming party, but yeah, I did. Yeah. I agree. One last thing. So if anybody wants to find DCF guns, because there actually is an online store. So you, if you guys are looking for any guns, you can check out our online store online, but also if you want to find out any other information or what classes that we offer, the website is. So the website is www.dcfguns.com. You're right. We do have the shop as well. It's dcfguns.co, but you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I believe we have a Twitter page now, if I heard correctly a few minutes ago. Yeah, I think we do. I'm, I'm imagining it's probably just DCF guns. I would think so. Yeah. Either that or DCF safety, one of the two. Yeah. It's always hard with uh, social media when you tie guns into it nowadays. Oh, I know. Same with Instagram. I created a new account because our other accounts got deleted and it's just DCF Colorado. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been a little challenging, unfortunately. Okay, moving on with the rest of the show. Caldwell. Caldwell has their new version of the Emacs Pro earmuffs. They're low profile with push button volume controls. You can get them in FDE, Aqua, or Gray, and they're available in adult or youth sizes. They have 23 dB of noise reduction and ambient amplification so that you can hear each other on the range. They run on three AAA batteries or Caldwell's rechargeable battery pack. Best of all, they're only $49.99, which is pretty good for you know electronic muffs. Check these out at caldwellshooting.com and don't forget to use the code gunfunny10, all one word, and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order. Definitely a necessity if you want to go to an indoor range. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, part of 4473 ruled unconstitutional. On September 19th, a judge in the Western District Court of Texas found that the ban on individuals under indictment from receiving firearms in federal law is unconstitutional. If only an indictment can eliminate the ability to exercise a constitutional right without a conviction, it does not follow the standard of innocent until proven guilty. Previous challenges to this issue were in front of progressive judges who ignored the obvious conflict by wrongfully claiming the Second Amendment wasn't an individual right. The current case, U.S. versus Quiros, follows the historical legal standards set forth by the Bruin decision. The Quiros case involved an individual convicted of buying a gun while under indictment. He challenged the constitutionality of that conviction since denying someone who hasn't been convicted the right to exercise the Second Amendment goes against historical law. 
Certainly, there are concerns with some individuals under indictment buying guns that they could be dangerous. However, indictments are very easy to get. Grand juries issue them and defendants' attorneys aren't allowed in the proceedings. In the judge's rule, he details how easily indictments can happen and even states that a grand jury would indict a burrito. A constitutional right cannot be thrown out so easily, especially when charges from it include felony convictions. The judge explained how the ban on people under indictment was slowly expanded in law. Originally, it only applied to fugitives indicted under federal law who crossed state lines in a crime involving violence and guns. It expanded to include anyone under indictment for any felony in any court anywhere. There's a lot more to the case, but the judge's opinion does a great job outlining that an indictment is not a conviction. You are still innocent until proven guilty. So we will see what the outcome of this turns out to be. It's crazy how the law, it's always so many gray areas. Franklin Armory. Actually, so I'm really excited because tomorrow when I go to TriggerCon, I'm going to be seeing my friends at Franklin Armory. And they just told me that in their bag, they have an MP5 trigger for me. And I'm super excited. Are you jealous? A little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to put it in the Sentry Arms AP5 that I have. And I've wanted one for the MP5 or well, AP5, whatever, but I've wanted one of those forever. I still really, really, really want the one for the 22, but I don't have a Ruger 1022, which is so dumb. And I've said this before. I think I'm like the only person in the gun industry that doesn't own a 1022. Wait, do you have one? And is it for sale? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of them. I might have to buy one. I think I'm just going to like suck it up and buy one because, and I'm, I'm really only buying it just because I want a binary 22. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? It worked really well. Yeah, I've got one of my tactical solution V ring. Really? really well. Wait, so this whole time you had one and you've been holding out? I never asked. Oh, this is ridiculous. We need to have a range day. Yeah, and honestly, because I really, really want to try it out. I've not actually maybe at TriggerCon because there is range time. So maybe they'll actually have one. And in that case, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm just gonna stuff this whole gun in my suitcase and take it home. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm really excited for the MP5 trigger. Can't wait to show you guys videos of that. But if you haven't tried out the binary trigger, you are seriously missing out. It is just so much fun. It is the most fun that you can have legally. Check them out, franklinarmory.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and you're going to get 10% off your entire order. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is Glock really coming out with an AR-15. Did you hear this rumor? Uh, I did hear that. I figure it's about time. Okay, so it turns out Glock actually just confirmed. They were like, yeah, we are making this, but it's actually not for the public, the general public. It's for a British military contract. But this has kind of been in the works for a little bit. I mean, this has been rumored for years now. So last year, patent documents were uncovered. And now pictures have come out from a trial for a British military contract. It apparently has Magpul furniture, an MLOC 4N, suppressor, and optics. 
And like I said, as of today, so this is a few days prior to the show coming out, they just confirmed that the rumors are true. But like I said, it is not for the civilian market. And I don't know if they do plan on making it for a civilian market. And it's, I don't know, I kind of go back and forth because I'm like, man, there's a lot of ARs out there. Like, do we need another AR? But then I'm like, I don't know. I still, I think I'd still probably want one. I mean, there's a lot that, you know, take Glock magazines too. So, you know, they might as well. Nobody else is. No, that was, I mean, that was a running joke and I don't think it would take Glock magazines. (laughs) I mean, for one, it's an (laughs) AR-15, so it's not going to take Glock magazines. But yeah, or if nothing else, I mean, for them to come out with a PCC, that would be kind of cool. Just something. I don't know. I feel like they are missing out on a lot of opportunities because I think that a lot of people would probably buy other guns that they would make if they, you know, broadened outside the handgun market. IWI. Jake, are you familiar with any IWI products? I am. Quite like, a few of them, actually. Yeah, I was going to be like, you freaking better. <laughs> Quite a few of them, actually. I, uh, you know, that would probably be one of my next ones if I was going to buy it would be, you know, a Galil in that 545. That's probably the one caliber I don't own. Yeah, I actually don't own that caliber either. But is it easy to get that ammo? It's not incredibly hard anymore. It's still not as you know easy as 760 by 39, but... Yeah, I guess I haven't really paid attention but, to that ammo just because I don't have anything chambered in it, but oh, the Galil is so nice. So another thing that you guys may or may not know is with me showing my house, you know, because it was on the market for what feels like forever because it was on the market, it was under contract, then the people that were buying it were just so unreasonable that I was like, forget this. It goes back on the market. Suddenly I have to, you know, put my house, like make it pretty again so that, you know, for showings. And it's just been the worst summer ever. But because there's people in and out of my house, obviously I'm not going to have all of my guns. And so I had to store my guns in a undisclosed place. And I just got all my guns back a few days ago. I feel like I've been a felon for the last couple of months and that was finally lifted and I got my guns back. (laughs) But the thing that I noticed the most was like my Galil and it's like, I love it. It's so beautiful. I decided to SBR mine. I got the Galil pistol, SBR'd it. Let's say I put the stock, the muzzle brake and the foregrip all from JMAT Customs. It just looks super freaking hot. The muzzle brake, freaking intense. And then it also, so it has the M-Lock rail for accessories. I added some like little wood panels and then also wood panel, like a wood riser on the stock just to kind of make it pop. And it's just such a beautiful, like refined AK. And I was just like, oh, I missed you. I think that's you got that sweet Tavor SBR set up too, don't you? Yes, I did. I just got the Tavor SBR like a few weeks ago. And I haven't even had a chance to play with it or shoot it because as soon as I got it, I had to hurry up and like put it away. Like here, it was kind of funny because, you know, I have a home FFL and then I have my business FFL and here I am just trying to like store guns and hide guns, you know, anywhere and everywhere. And as soon as I'm hiding them, there's more guns showing up to my door and I'm like, ah, you know, but yeah, as soon as I got it, I I couldn't even really play with it because I had a 
put it in my undisclosed place. And so I'm happy. It's a problem to have. It's a good problem. Yeah. But I'm, I'm back with my babies and it just feels so good. And I miss them and I can't wait to play with them. And I got some manicure arms accessories to put on it. So what I'm going to do is I'll do the review of the Tavor first and then put the accessories on. So that way my review would be just as if, you know, you were to buy it. But it took so long just to get the SBR version, which is kind of hard because those are a little bit more difficult to import. Yeah, I feel pretty special. But if you guys want to check out anything about IWI, they just make freaking solid, amazing guns. Head on over to IWI.us. If you find anything in their web store, any accessories, remember to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's going to get you 15% off. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today in Tacti Talk, Ruger announces new guide gun, Strum Ruger and Company. Did you know that that's Ruger's name, Strum, Strum Ruger? I guess I knew it, but I just don't really think about it. They announced this week the Marlin 1895 guide gun known as the 1895 GBL, which stands for Guide Big Loop, is now in production after Ruger acquired Marlin from the Remington bankruptcy. The guide gun is steel with a blued finish and laminate wood stock with checkering for a nice traditional look. It has the bigger loop on the lever, which was a popular upgrade on Marlins for years since it's more comfortable to operate and it also allows you to operate using gloves. It's chambered in 4570 government and has 19 inch cold hammer forged barrel with a 1 to 20 twist. One of the best things about this is the barrel's threaded so you can put a suppressor on it. It also has traditional adjustable semi-buckhorn sights, which I don't know if I'm familiar with that, This the semi-buckhorn sights. I'm sure I am. I just got to look it up, but that doesn't sound familiar to me. I think there's an option for the ghost ring sights too on that one. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. MSRP on these is $1,149. And you can find out more about this at marlinfirearms.com. That's another gun that I actually don't have as a lever action. Oh, man. man. I know. I'm slacking over here. See what happens when I take a few months off and try to get all these guns out of my life. And then I start realizing like by now I could have collected so many more. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking that the other day too. Yeah. I don't have a lever action and I don't have a 1022, but it's nice to see. I know your place. I know your place where you can get them. Oh, perfect. Can I get a discount? Yeah. I'll get you taken care of. Okay. I appreciate that. I mean, I don't want to like take advantage of a friend's business or anything, but. (laughs) Uh. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as. Never mind. AF. Today's AF segment, a post office admits spying on gun owners. A Freedom of Information Act, known as a FOIA, request from the Cato Institute revealed that the United States Postal Service inspectors have been spying on pro-gun activists by monitoring their social media. The USPS Internet Covert Operations Program, known as ICOP, monitored the social media accounts and online activities of gun rights activists from at least September 2020 through April 2021. Basically, they monitored all activists that they knew of that attended the Virginia Citizens Defense League 
Lobby Day and protests over the killing of Breonna Taylor. Lobby Day, which was on January 18, 2021, and was entirely peaceful, even with Antifa attending to counter protest. You can bet they didn't monitor any Antifa people. BCDL, Virginia Citizens Defense League, their president, Philip Van Cleve, said this is clearly a political motivated anti-gun agenda. If they had done even the tiniest amount of research, they would have realized that BCDL had a rally of over 50,000 people the year before with zero problems, and we left Richmond cleaner than it was before our rally. In what alternate universe would BCDL in any way be a threat to the Postal Service or its employees? Which, that's one of the biggest problems with this. So what possible justification does the Postal Service have for investigating anyone for attending a rally? The USPS has literally no justification or just cause to assume any threat against the Postal Service to prompt an investigation or monitoring whatsoever. The FOIA request also revealed that their monitoring didn't stop with gun activists. They also monitored those that attended protests critical to Biden and pro-Trump rallies. The Postmaster Service Inspector General admitted after an audit that their monitoring exceeded the Postal Service Law Enforcement Authority, including that they not corroborate that the work was even legally authorized. The documents obtained are redacted to a level that is absolutely absurd. Most pages are completely covered except for the heading of the page. There are literally only a few paragraphs visible in a 54-page document. The USPS inspectors disputed the inspector general's findings and believed they acted within the law, which is absolutely outrageous. So far, nothing's been done to reprimand, fire, or even tell the inspectors that they can't do this kind of political motivated investigation. I mean, isn't that weird that the post office would even do this? Yeah, well, it's terrible. And it's, you know, it's moving out to, to, you know, EPS, FedEx, everybody. It's, you know, it's a, it's a stab, you know, a you know, a stab or shot in the dark mm-hmm. to try to limit our gun rights. And, you know, the government knows they can't do it. So they're trying to get all these other, you know, credit card companies, post offices, you know, parcel services to do their, you know, dirty work for them. So that way if something goes bad, they can, you know, wash their hands and say, well, we didn't know. Yeah. I'm literally just like sitting here as I'm reading this and I'm like, cool. So post office is in on it. UPS, uh, we've had issues with. I'm like, before you know it, like we're not going to have anybody that we can send mail through because it makes me like not even want to support these companies. Yeah, and go back to Carrier Pigeons and Pony Express. Yeah, no kidding. Drones. I bet you that's going to be a thing pretty soon. We'll just put it on our drone and we'll deliver our own mail. We just got to make yeah. sure that the battery lasts long enough, depending <laughs> on the destination. <laughs> Anyways, it is time to wrap up iTunes reviews. If you guys haven't left a review, please do so. First review is A. Acosta42. Great perspective. Five stars. Ava always does a great job of highlighting new products in the industry. More importantly, she regularly has quality guests who offer a wide variety of perspectives. Makes the Monday morning commute smooth. Thanks again. Keep up the great content. Second is Wedger A&E. Great show. Five stars. You always find the best guests. I look forward to your show every week. Okay. So Jake, out of those two, number one or number two, who should win the prize pack this week? Probably number one. Okay. 
We're going to go with that. So a Acosta42, contact me. Just go to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form and send out a good mailing address. And now it's time to wrap up. So if you guys want to support the show, you should consider becoming a Patreon. All you have to do is go to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link, and you can make a one-time donation or a monthly donation. You get access to our Patreon-only Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. I talk a lot of shit in that group. So if you get triggered pretty easily, probably not for you. But there's a lot of great people in that group, and we've just become like a family. In fact, one of the members in our group was affected by the hurricane in Florida. And so we contributed to her GoFundMe account. And I don't know, I'd like to think we all look out for each other in that group. All the more reason to become a Patreon. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons, Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Say Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings. And King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. And Jake, thank you so much for being on the show. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find DCF Guns for that online store and if they want to follow us on social media or just find out more information or maybe take a class or, you know, it could be a nice destination if they're ever visiting Colorado. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Ava. I'm glad you're uh, getting settled in the new house. <sighs> I know because um, you're probably you know, tired getting... of hearing about it, right? <laughs> Not yet, but getting close. <laughs> so dcfguns.com, uh, dcfguns.co for the shop. Again, we have three locations. So 1155 Park Street in Castle Rock, 4750 Peace Palace Point on the west side of Colorado Springs, and then 1412 Woolsey Heights on the east side of Colorado Springs. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us just about anywhere. That's right. Even in your dreams. Hey. That's awkward. Okay. I will see you guys. Lasting impressions. <laughs> right. I will see you guys <laughs> next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.